This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A guten Moyed and a guten Erev Yomtif. As we approach the uh, second days of Sukkot, Shemini Atzeres and Simchas we know Shemini Atzeres is an independent Yomtif. It's not just merely a continuation of Sukkot, but it's a Yomtif onto itself, as opposed to the Yomtif of Pesach, where it's one long Yomtif. For a week, here we have two separate Yom Tovim. We had the Yomtif of Sukkot, which was a beautiful Yomtif, which included in it the midst of sitting in the Sukkah and shaking Lulav. And Baruch Hashem, this year we had such beautiful weather. On a year when the weather is so nice, you have to reflect and appreciate how Kodesh Baruch who really gave us beautiful weather. There was, you know, Thursday night, Cholomite was some rain and a little bit stormy. But other than that, the weather has been really just beautiful, so so perfect for Sukkot-type weather. And that was the Yom Tif of Sukkot. And that technically closes this evening. And we come into a new Yom Tif, the Yom Tif of Shmini Atzeris. It's a Yom Tif onto itself. Regal Bifneatzmai. It's its own independent Yom Tif. But what is the background to this myth? It's a fascinating Yom Tif. Rashi tells us in Chumash that after spending so many days together with HaKadosh Baruch, HaKadosh Baruch who says, I can't just let you leave. It's difficult for me to say goodbye to you, the Jewish people. We spend so much time together. Let's spend one more day together. Let's have one more day together. In Eretz Yisrael, it's only one day. In American Chutzlarts, we have two days. But the idea is that Hashem says, after spending all this time together, it's hard just to say goodbye. I want to spend a little bit more time. Let's have one more day together. And all the Mepharshim have the question that anyone knows that if that's the situation, another day is not going to make it any easier. Another day is only going to make it harder. If you spend so much time with someone, every, every day together makes it harder and harder to separate. So what does Hashem mean when He says, it's hard for me to separate if I want to spend another day with you? And what's going to happen after the next day? It's only going to continue to get harder. The more time we spend together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more difficult it will be. So how are we to understand what this Yom Tev is all about? This Yom Tev where Hashem says to us, it's hard for me to separate from you. But what's even more unique about this Yom Tev, it's a Yom Tev without any specific mitzvahs. All the other Yom Tevim we have, they have specific mitzvahs. You have Sukkot, and you have Pesach, you have the Dalaminim, you have Matzah. Here's a Yom Tev where Hashem says, just basically, be, be a Jewish people, keep, keep the rules of Yom Tev, but no special mitzvah on the Yom Tev. Why exactly is there no special mitzvah on this Yom Tev? So David Kviat points out something so insightful and so important for us to take away with as we enter Shemini Atzeres. He says, what's the difference between the first half, the first days of Sukkot and Shemini Atzeres? He says, on, Shemini, on Sukkot, our job was to reach out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We went to Hashem to make Him happy. We went to bring joy to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But on Shemini Atzeres, it's the reverse. Hashem comes to us and says, I want to rejoice with you. We built such an intimate, close relationship with HaKadosh Baruch over these last six days. Hashem says, you know what? Today I want to come to you. Instead of you coming to me, I want to come to you. Our relationship evolved in such a meaningful way where instead of us running after Hashem, Hashem says, no, it's been so fun, it's been so enjoyable, it's been so great. I want to spend time with you. I'm reaching out to you. And that's the uniqueness of Shemini Atzeres, where Hashem says, I want to be close to you. All the time we're running after Hashem, we're chasing Him here. Hashem says, you know what? I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. But another element of the uniqueness of Shemini Atzeris is the fact that there is no specific mitzvah. 
That's because the idea of Shemini Atzeris is we need to take everything that we had up till now. The whole Elul, the Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Kippur, the Atzeris Mechuvah, the Sukkis, and now we're going to just be regular, no mitzvahs. And how are we then going to continue our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch That's what Hashem says. Kasha It's hard for us to separate ways. I want to see how you're going to be when life is not as exciting as it was before. There's no mitzvahs. There's no excitement. It's just regular Shemini Atzeris. And that's how Klaisel rises to the occasion and says, even though there's no specific special mitzvah that shines out on this day, just being close with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is good enough. But here in, 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 in Eretz Yisrael, as well as in Chutzlars, we mix together Shmini Atzeres with Simchas Torah. And maybe that's the whole idea of why do we celebrate Simchas Torah now? It's because we show HaKadosh Baruch Hu, look what we need to rejoice with you. The Torah is something that we have all the time, 24-7. Mitzvahs come and go. You only have a mitzvah on certain days of the year. But Talmud Torah and the Torah is something we live with forever. And that's why we celebrate the Torah on the day of Shemini Atzeres. Because Shemini Atzeres is the day we, t- we come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we say, look, we're separating from you. It's, I'm not going to be able to be with you like I was the last seven days, but I'll always be connected to you through this Torah. This Torah that we live and this Torah that we learn and this Torah that we live by will always connect us to HaKadosh Baruch So it makes the prayer a little less difficult. It's not so difficult to separate from HaKadosh Baruch because we're not just se- separating from Hashem. We're separating with this newfound appreciation and bond that comes about through the Torah. And it's ironic that on Simchas Torah we don't have that much time to learn. Simchas Torah is not about learning the Torah so much. It's about realizing we have the Torah in our life. It's about realizing what does it mean to live a Torah life. It means valuing Torah. It's appreciating Torah. Shmuel is the time we learn Torah. But Simchas Torah is the realization that this is who we are. And we will always have the Torah with us wherever and whenever we go. Even if it's not Pesach and it's not Sukkot and there's no mitzvah, specific mitzvahs, we will always be what they call a Torah Jew. And that's why this time of year specifically we reflect and we celebrate the Torah, the realization of Torah. But if you, we also have to mention that during Shemini Atzeres, <clears throat> so because Torah time, we start to ask for rain. We start to not ask. We start to mention the fact of rain. We talk a lot about rain, and rain we know played a role in Sukkot and the Nisa Chamayim. And it's an interesting thing. Rain is something that throughout the year doesn't have too much chashivas. In halacha, rain has no value. Rain has very, very borderline. Ever does it have any halachic significance water. Yet on Sukkot it becomes the most holiest thing in the world. It gets poured on the Mizbeach. So what the Torah is teaching us with this idea is that everything has potential. Anything, the simplest thing in the world can be used for greatness. All of us who feel that we don't have anything great to show. We seem, we seem to be like water. We have nothing special. We don't stand down. We're not amazing. We're not fantastic. We could. Because even the water shines out. It shines out on circus. It's special. It's valued. It's essential. So to all of us having us that ability, that capability to be unique, to shine, to be valued, we just have to rise to the occasion. We have to realize our abilities and capabilities. One of the things I talked about a lot, a lot this year throughout the Yom Toivim was appreciation of how far we've come from last year. Last year was a very, very difficult year. And specifically in our shul last year, if you remember, Shemini Atzeres was when we were at that time in a zone here in Queens where we were not allowed to have more than 10 people in the shul. We had a very, very different Shemini Atzeres and Chastera, besides for the fact that that's when we heard initially that we lost our court case against the state later on. We did ultimately won that court case. But at that time, Shemini Atzeres was a very, very sad time here in our shul. We were going to have very, very different type of Hakafas, women and children, were not predominantly there. It was very small, very distant, very strange. Baruch Hashem, this year that's not the case. Now it doesn't mean life is perfect. 
There's still people that are getting sick. This COVID is still here. We still need to do more. But Baruch Hashem, we're not at that situation that we were last year where the Hakovas were really very different and everything was different, Baruch Hashem. With Hashem's help, we should continue that everyone should stay healthy and we should really knock this virus out as best as we can. But Baruch Hashem, this year we have the ability, we have the zechus to be able to get together and dance in the way that we can really reflect and show our chashiva satayr. And I mentioned last year, I'll mention it again this year, an amazing story from Rabbi Baruch Ba'alib with the great comments of Rosh Hashiva. One year in the Kamenetz Yeshiva, every year in Chastera, there was always a debate, what should you do with the women? Should they come to Akafas, not come to Akafas? Should they be allowed in? Shouldn't they be allowed in? And one year, a very overzealous group of boys decided they're going to just disinvite the women, not make women not allowed to come to the Akafas. Akafas are closed this year in the Kamenetz Yeshiva to women. Only men can come attend. And when the word got out about this to the Rosh Yeshiva, to Baruch Berlibowitz, he made up in his mind he's not coming to the Hakafas. And the boys came to his house to be malavim, to escort him back to the yeshiva as the practice was. And he told them, I'm not coming back. And they said, but Rabbi, everyone's waiting for you. We can't start the Hakafas without the Rosh Hashiva. He said, not everyone. He said that there, as long as the women and the girls of the city are not allowed into the yeshiva, I'm also not coming to the Hakafas. That's what Baruch told them. He said, until you let the women and the girls come to Akavas, I'm not coming either. Why? And Baruch explained to the Bachrim, who were shocked to hear this. He said to the Bachrim, you have to understand, we have an opportunity on Simchos Torah to show such a love of Torah, such a chashivas of Torah, such a value of Torah. And sadly, as we know the case in Europe often was, many girls didn't get to see that, feel it, or live it, which was the whole impetus behind the Beis movement. And Baruch said, we have a chance on this Yom Tif to show, to express to teach and to guide and show how beautiful Torah is, to give these girls a chashiva satayr, and you're going to take that away from him? And he said that, his, he said, one day of the year, Simchos Torah, we have the opportunity to cause a tremendous Kiddush Hashem and increase his cover at Torah in the world. And until you let them come, I am not going to show up. And as the story goes, only after... The Bachim told him that he's going to open the Ezra Snoshim, then Rebbe came and joined the Hakafas. I will add one more note, I think, for, for modern times. Today, the women have more of an essential role in the learning. Many women work tirelessly to support Taira, to work for their children, to spend time and effort that their husbands can go learn, their children can go learn. This is, a, this is as much of a simcha for them as it is for the men. And last year, sadly, we were not able to allow the women to come and for the children to see it. Baruch Hashem this year, Ashrenu, how lucky we are to realize that Simchas Torah is not only a male yomtif, it's a yomtif for all Jewish people, it's a yomtif for all people that have a shaykhist to Torah. And for those that are not yet connected to Torah, come and realize your potential. Whether it be learning Torah, whether it be supporting Torah financially, whether it be supporting Torah with your spouse, with your children, with your grandchildren, connecting to Torah, living Torah, and valuing Torah. Simchas Torah is not a yomtiv only for those who learn Torah. It's not only a yomtiv for those who spend their day entoiled in learning. It's for everyone and every Jew lives with Torah. And that's what Simchas Torah is about. And that's what we're celebrating as we close out this, inte- this, this intimate time we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Starting from El till now, it ends off with the realization of we forever are bound and connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through the Torah, through our life of Torah, through living Torah, through being the Torah, the Yid that we're supposed to be. Mr. Shem, we should... We should reach that understanding as we approach the Yom Tif. We should be able to 
rejoice together on this Yom Tif and appreciate what does it mean to have a Torah life, appreciate being able to get together. We value His Torah, we want to live a Torah life. To be able to continue raising generations of generations of children, following in His path, learning Torah, living Torah, being Torah, we should only see much, much nachas from all our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and from all of Klai. So have a wonderful Yom Tif.